Welcome to the CircleofDocs.com podcast, where we believe it's all about one community to elevate the world of chiropractic. With your host, Dr. Bo Pierce. Hello, Circle of Docs, and uh, we're excited that you're here today. Today, I'm bringing you something special. Dr. Josh Wagner from the Perfect Patient Funnel. What's going on, Josh? How are you doing today? Hey, Bo. Thanks for having me. Thank you for creating what you've created, getting more docs connected, and uh, reaching out and having me on the podcast today. Well, I'm stoked that you're here. You know, I got to tell you, there's you're doing some things that are completely out of the box and stuff that chiropractic has never, ever seen in, in the way of marketing and creating these funnels and really elevating the whole patient education experience. So my hat completely is off to you. Thank you. I know. I appreciate it. That's that's where my passion is. Uh, I, I'm still in practice. I still see patients, but really, where my passion is is spreading these strategies to chiropractors, not just in the U.S. but throughout the world. Uh, you know, good chiropractors who love what they do, but noticing the old model isn't bringing the results that it used to. So there's a new path, a new way, and it's got to be adapted. And we'll get into some of that today in this conversation. Well, fantastic. Well, let's back up. You know, for docs who don't know who you are, would you mind giving us the you know the the two minute overview of kind of who you are, what type of practice you kind of run, and then kind of how you kind of created this whole uh, perfect patient funnel? Definitely. Real quick synopsis: graduated from Life University, uh, hardcore philosophical chiropractor, you know, mindset. I practice torque release technique, and at the same time, this is an important concept that. You know, being evolved, whether it's with patient education, marketing, is you can hold two different understandings at the same time. So I see chiropractic as the expression of innate through the body, releasing that literally greater connection with God. Okay? Mm-hmm. Understand that. At the same time, I can share strategies that help chiropractors who are in MDDC practices or practice mostly modalities. And if they're helping people get the results they're looking for, they love what they do, that's amazing. So being able to, you know, there's so much infighting, there's so much finger pointing and craziness in the profession. If we put that energy towards helping more people, our profession would do so much better and each individual practice would do so much better. So that's a little bit, I practice torque release in Manhattan, very profitable practice, started from scratch, started with a few thousand dollars in the bank, no x-ray machine, still don't x-ray, will refer out if I need it. And I realized when I graduated that all of the old tactics and strategies and techniques of the last 30 years, you know, times are changing and most DCs are seeing this, whether it's insurance decline or whether it's the public is more aware, meaning in the 80s and 90s, most new patients, it was their first time going to a chiropractor. I can't tell you the last new patient that came to me that hadn't been to a chiropractor already. So everyone has, they have their biases, they have their preconceived notions, whether it's their uncle went or they went, and obviously every chiropractor practices differently. So we have to be prepared to handle that. Whereas in the past, you know, someone had unlimited visits and they go to a lay lecture and that's chiropractic and okay, let's go. Right. Right. A totally different environment. So I was a mess when I graduated because I was brought up in that environment, realized it's not transferring as well today, meaning, you know, do enough screenings every month, do a doctor's report or a heavy hard sell. And yeah, it's not hard to see a lot of people every week. Those times are changing. I didn't want to have to be standing on the corner screening, you know, at 40 years old in the hot summer sun when I could be doing something else. And so I went out and found the best of the best strategies and information outside of the profession, brought it into my practice saw the difference, started sharing it with other chiropractors, saw it made a difference for them, not just me. So it wasn't just my personality or something about me. And that's why I developed the perfect patient funnel system, which is online strategies 
or you get access to it online that you can apply in any practice anywhere with any type of philosophy or technique or practice style. You know, it's it's great. I was reading some of your blog posts. This is uh, probably a week or so ago. And for docs who aren't subscribed to your list, I, number one, highly recommend it because you really put out some really great stuff and on a really great consistent basis too, which is always really top level content. So first off, thank you for that. But um, I I was reading one of the posts and it talked about marketing and it was like, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, if I want a new Lamborghini, I just see more patience. If I want a new car, I just see more patience. And now you said marketing is that way is completely dead and it's completely evolved with the next generation. You know, why don't we kind of dive a little bit into that and kind of talk about that and you know, how that new marketing strategy is, is evolving. Well, absolutely. And first, just like you said, you know, that might've been right from one of my emails. I remember hearing, you know, docs who've been in practice 30, 40 years saying just what you said, like, Oh, I have another kid going to college. Well, I just need to see more. (laughs) No, I want to, I want another, um, vacation house. I just need more patients. That's not the practice environment nowadays. And that's one aspect. Most chiropractors are experiencing that at least in the States. But another one is, you know, over the past 30 years, it's been the best time to ever make a difference in at least the U.S. in getting more people, you know, exposed, experienced under chiropractic care and changing our reputation. And, and re- the reason being, you know, money wasn't a factor for most people getting care. Insurance was great to us. Mm-hmm. And in that time, we haven't increased either our credibility as a profession, really, or the percentage of the population getting care. So I say that meaning what I'm going to share isn't just my perspective or my views or my bias. Like, look at the numbers. What we've been doing as a profession the past 30 years hasn't changed the end result. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just evidence. That's got to hit people in the face saying we got to do it a different way. So what did you do in your practice that really sparked this idea? You know, because obviously you probably came out of school with the same mindset as the rest of, you know, chiropractors of doing those screenings, doing those, you know, those report of findings, doing that first week lecture class. What like snapped or changed in your mind? You know, a lot of it was I started seeing behind the scenes. I used to visit chiropractors. I, you know, I was at every seminar, listened to everyone, loved it. You know, I used to fall asleep listening to Sigafu CDs and loved uh, DE and I went to everything. And I just started seeing that a lot that was preached on the stage wasn't necessarily happening in the practices, wasn't really applicable going forward as insurance declines, as public perception and awareness changes, as things are obviously changing. And right when I graduated, I realized, wow, that's not how I want to practice because it doesn't work as well and it takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy, you know, working those six days a week, screenings, talks all the time. Uh, it's not the, the lifestyle I wanted because what I saw was you don't just do that in the first few years when you're building a practice, which when you start, you have to, but all the docs, they were doing it their entire career. And I knew, yeah, I didn't want to be 40, 45 standing on a corner screening in the summer sun when my kids are at the pool. Right. That's, right. So I had that epiphany and then I was a mess because it took me six, nine months to even get into practice because I had this one concept in my mind for years of this is how I'm going to practice and then pretty much one fell swoop, I realized that's not what I want to do and I got to figure out another way. And so a couple of those ways are one, how to communicate to patients no matter what mindset they come in with you. You know, Not everyone is the middle-aged woman with no financial concerns and just whatever you say, doc, let's get started. You know, that's, 
that's not every new patient that comes in. You're having the male who only thinks he needs two visits for his blown disc mm-hmm. or, you know, obviously not the case. Or the people who've been to a chiropract- three different chiropractors had three wildly different experiences and thinking you're going to be exactly like one of them. I don't know. Bottom line is you've got to be able to communicate no matter what someone throws at you and have a different par- a couple of communication paradigms in place, which I'll share with you, that converts people to, you know, from, you know, can I trust this chiropractor? Is this care really what's going to get me what I want? To the mindset of, okay, let's get started. When can we begin? Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of how far they have to drive, what their deductible may be, how much the visits are, uh, or what your technique may be, or any of that. So there's a system and there's like a processes in place to create that relationship even before they walk through your door. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. There's both. Mm-hmm. Well, with the communication, I want to share that, and then we'll go also into the marketing. Sure. What you know, you just mentioned system. Absolutely, I call it three different things. There's two mindsets every DC must have, and these mindsets are opposite of what pretty much the profession has preached over the last 35 years. That's why it's important to know these. And the two mindsets, first, are unneediness. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't need the patients more than they need you. And a quick story, years ago, I had a young male, mid-late 20s, who had fibromyalgia, tons of symptoms, and his life was a mess because of it. He couldn't even work. I, I helped so many people with fibromyalgia. I knew I could help him. Whatever I did during his first consult, he didn't come back for a second visit, and he ended up emailing me and saying, you know, Dr. Wagner, I felt that you needed me more than I needed you. When I saw that email, I mean, that hit me in the stomach. And I knew, you know, that's where my mindset was. I needed him as a new patient, as a number, as whatever we all think of. That isn't the best way to look at a new patient. And he called me out on it. The, the bad thing is most of us don't get called out on it. So we keep doing the same things and don't realize. When I saw that email, that's one of the things that really forced me. I got to change my ways. And so whether it's in the new consult, whether it's you're going over your recommendations at any point, you have to be in an unneedy mentality and attitude. And that doesn't mean arrogant. That doesn't mean egocentric. That doesn't mean careless. That means you care so much about the care you deliver and the results that person's going to get that you're not going to compromise in what you, who you are and what you do. And you don't need them. They need you more than you need them. So that contradicts a lot of what's gone on in the profession in the last 30 years of, you know, we need to see save every single person. We need to convert every single person. We need to see one more. Like that whole mentality is very contradictory and patients pick up on that and it's a repellent. Mm-hmm. Just like in a romantic relationship or any relationship, when you feel someone's really needs you more, it's, you know, you want to go the other way. Right, right. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that concept because we do see a lot of the needy doctor out there. Okay, what about yeah. the other mindset? What's that one? The other mindset is even more important and comes in before the unneediness. The unneediness is crucial when you're going over the recommendations. The first mindset is I want what you want. Mm-hmm. Now, this throws up red flags and lightning bolts in most chiropractors' minds because they're thinking, wait, this doesn't make sense. I want what you want. Everyone wants to come in and in one visit be perfectly fine and never see me again. Right. Again, get back to the first thing I said about having two different seemingly contradictory understandings in place. Yes, that's someone's hope, kind of superficial want. When you have a line of communication that really gets someone to understand 
what's brought them to where they are now, the way their body's working, they truly realize most cases aren't going to be a one or two quick fix. Hey, some of them may be, that's fine. And that's the way the body works sometimes. Bottom line is, when you can show people, not just the getting out of pain, not just the symptomatic change, definitely not the chiropractic jargon of whether it's curve correction, degrees, subluxation, however you choose to practice, you keep that inside your head, you practice with that intention, that's beautiful. But the patient doesn't get that, they never will, especially not on the first two visits, not at a dinner talk, and not at a uh, report of findings. So you've got to be able to do the I want what you want is what's the difference it's going to make in their life when the subluxation gets corrected, when the disc issue is corrected, when the curves are in the place, when they're asymptomatic. And that may look three months down the road. That may look a year down the road. That may look five years down the road. You want what they want. And here's the thing. Your process, which is your recommendations, your care, your facility, you as a doctor, is the medium, is the process for them to get there. Instead of trying to bring people to you to understand chiropractic, to be a chiropractic advocate, to be a chiropractic wellness patient within those first two visits, get people to trust and follow you as the guide, the medium, the trusted doctor to get them what they really want, which is the long run of how their life's going to be different. Yeah, that, yeah I love that. If you that. bring that into your recommendations, if you bring that mentality, because you have to have the mentality first, and then the words will just flow. It's not about memorizing some secret three lines. You have to have that mentality, and then the words will flow, and the patient will get, wow, this is just the process for me to get what I want. I don't have to accept every, all the other stuff he's saying. He doesn't even have to say all the other stuff. So you can drop 80% of your education and bring that in during when you're actually taking care of them. And they'll get it far better than thinking they're getting it on the second visit or the doctor's report or the report of findings, you know, however you do it. Oh, I love that. I I love that concept because it's, you know, what we think a lot of times as doctors is vastly different than what our patients, you know, walk through the door thinking. So I love these two mindsets, you know, because I think a lot of doctors are missing on that. Now, after we kind of get over these, you know, the mindset and, and get our mind in the right place, talk to me about the funnels and kind of how all of that process works. Sure. Well, th- after the mindsets, what I call is the three essentials, which is the actual tangible communication you have to have with people beginning from the first sentence you say to them or your staff and the first words that come out of your mouth after they talk to you. So the three essentials, instead of going through it all now, I'd say get on a webinar, do webinars multiple times a week, you know, perfectpatientfunnel.com, get on one. But essentially, that's what I'm saying. You're going to transform anyone's bias, nervousness, hesitancy, all of that immediately in that first interaction so they start listening to you when it's really important like when you're doing the exam when you're going over their recommendations but if you don't listen to them first and apply the three essentials they're not even going to be in a funnel of a potential new patient you know they're going to be one of those people that disappear after visit one they're going to be they're going to be one of those people that say i need to speak to my husband or let me get back to you after the holidays it's busy now so you've got to have people in a funnel where it's like they trust you, they respect you, and they know that you want what they want. And when you have that going, the fees take secondary precedence. Yeah. So, so you're framing basically the conversation to, to walk down a certain path that, 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 you, that you're Absolutely. expecting. Is that correct? Absolutely. So any doc that gets the three essentials will see immediate difference. And you can, you, know, you can get that 
you know, in a couple hours, depending on when you're listening to this, when, when I give the next webinar, you'll see a difference from immediately with how your staff interacts with patients and how you do if you implement it, which will make a difference in how patients listen to you, respect you, and want to and want to say yes far, far more easily. Now, how much of the personality of the patient plays into into your framing? Good. Little to none. Really? That's going to be a shock to some people. Wow, yeah, to me it is, yeah. There are aspects of the four personality types. There are aspects of the Enneagram. You know, there's countless different ways of, okay, let's mimic this person's body language and all that. Mm-hmm. First off, when you're really connected with someone, without even thinking about it, just subconsciously, when you're really connected with someone, you're going to do a lot of them subconsciously. You're going to mimic someone's body language when you're really listening to them and connected with them. You're going to speak in a certain tone when you're really connected with them and your intention is the best thing for that person and truly listening to that person. You're not going to be trying to strategize because this is what happens when you're saying, when you're thinking in your head, okay, this person's a driver, this person's analytical. So I've got to come back with this statement when they're done talking. When you're in your head, you're not listening to them. It's not possible. And if you're not listening to them, you will never be able to communicate as well to them. And forget the Enneagram. I mean, you want to spend 15 years of your life like trying to really master that? Good luck, but you know, then you're losing all the time. So what I teach chiropractors is how to truly listen for the first time in their life. And when you take the best script you could ever have is different every time and completely based on the words that patient is telling you. Because when that patient comes in, whether they're a driver in their real life, they're coming in most likely in pain. Yes, even if you have a wellness clinic, 99% of people are coming to you in pain or a symptom or something's wrong. They're vulnerable, they're nervous, they realize they can't fix it on their own, and all of that goes out the window. I am a very analytical person. In certain areas, I'm a driver. You know, if I go to... But if I have an issue or a problem and I'm going to someone who I believe can help me, all of that goes out the window. I don't care what graphs you show me. I don't care what statistics. I'm certainly not a driver. But if I feel that person wants what I want, I can trust them and can help me, all of that goes out the window. Personality goes out the window. So you're you're more about making like almost like an energy connection versus like a personality connection. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to see energy because it's not okay. energy. It's in the moment, present time communication connection. That's mm, it. Okay. I don't say it because people interpret energy so many different ways. Um, so it's, and what's great about that is it frees chiropractors from having to feel like they're robots, which mm-hmm. I know I felt in the past from memorizing scripts and doing the same thing over and over. And patients know that they know when you're scripting. So when you're able to communicate a unique conversation with every single person, you're operating with the mindsets I share and these frames that we've alluded to, every conversation is different, unique, and you see so much less resistance from the patients. Mm. I mean, there's so many, so many docs I talk to who are, are in the program, they've been in practice 20, 30 years, and they're like, wow, I just did this consult and I got a hug for the first time in 20 years from a patient, cool. or, a patient or a patient broke down crying but not because they were scaring them about, you know, they're going to die because of their subluxation. They were crying because, wow, someone finally listened to me. Or, you know, a great one, uh, this doc, 30 years with his wife in practice in Northern California, just emailed me last week. He's got a great, successful practice, but always looking to grow. First time patient referred to him after the consult, but before they got their first adjustment was just in this last week. Wow, that's cool. 
again, because referrals aren't based on results. They're based on the experience and how people feel about you and want to tell other people about that experience and get credit for it. Right. Results are gravy. You know, that's, of course, you want to get results. Everyone should get results, but that's not the reason people refer. And it's not because they're educated. Uh, no different if you go to a restaurant or a good movie, you refer based on the experience. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Okay, now let's take it beyond the first day. You know, the person, you've made the connection, they've signed up for care, you've given your care recommendations. How does, you know, these funnels and how, how does this patient education process continue to evolve over the days, the weeks, the months, the years? Sure. Well, after that, you know, that's the easy part. Then you take 80% of what you would have put in the first visit and the second visit and you start spreading that out over the course of their daily visits, the proverbial table talk, but always keeping it with the two mindsets in place. So here's a good example. Someone's face down on the table, and let's just say they came in originally to you for headaches, and you're giving an adjustment at T7, and the traditional chiropractic practice management is going to say, oh, we just adjusted T7, you know, those nerves go to your lungs, your lungs are going to be functioning so much better. Right. Like, all right, that goes in one ear and out the other to a patient. They have no idea what you're talking about. They didn't come in for their lungs, and they couldn't repeat it 30 seconds later. So why not, if you want to start doing like real chiropractic education, relate it to what they're dealing with? Even if you're not adjusting maybe their upper cervical or their atlas, you can still relate the fact that you're adjusting their lumbars, their, T, their T7, and the spine is one complete unit, and what you're doing is making an effect for those nerves going up into your head to not be as aggravated and irritated and not give you those headaches. Mm-hmm. So still with the chiropractic education, you're still catering it to what they're dealing with because that's the only thing they can really hear at that moment. Once they get more asymptomatic, once you've established a relationship, especially if they ask you questions, then you know where they are. But to start, make everything specific to them. Or if you want to talk about conditions outside of what they're dealing with, just to educate them like, hey, you know, we can help with allergies or child stuff, you know, give examples of testimonials from patients rather than trying to give a mini anatomy and physiology lecture. Fantastic. Yeah, because so it's your, you're basically relating what we're doing to their world life circumstances, but you're doing it in a very non-aggressive pattern, I guess. That's kind of the way I, that I'm picking up well, on it. Yeah, definitely not aggressive. And just, yeah, just like you said, stuff that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Because here's what happens. Most, you know, back to that paragram of par- paradigm of over the past 30 years, you know, most practices don't get many referrals and reactivations, whether people don't return after the first or second visit or once they finish their care, they're gone. You know, how many less new patients would a most practices need if they got 20 to 40 to 60%? more of their patients referring and coming back. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen in most practices because we turn people off and we don't even realize it. But we're we're communicating in one world, they're in another world, and what they're thinking is, this doc doesn't want what I want. Ah, I see, I see. He's trying to convert me into this. You know, it's no different than Jehovah's Witness. No disrespect, I don't know anything about the religion, but them knocking on the door, it's like, wait, you know, you're preaching something that's not, I wasn't expecting this you know, what's their retention rate? It's probably 0.01%. It's, it's, it's literally not much different in a chiropractic office in traditional chiropractic over the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. We're communicating in such a different way and there's no perfect education script. There's no perfect doctor's report. That's still operating in a wrong paradigm. You've got to connect with the person first where they are. Then 
you have a chance of educating them. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I, you know, I mean, think about it. No matter what type of wellness practice is out there, less than 1% of all new patients really stay with care without any break or de- uh, you know, deactivation at any point in their career, starting from coming in with an issue, transferring to wellness care for the next 20 years. That doesn't happen. You know, a break is normal, and you've got to set up your practice so people feel welcome to come back because if you really want to establish a wellness practice, it's going to be multiple occasions of people coming back to you and feeling comfortable to come back and trust you to get that to evolve. It's not happening with a aggressive report of findings on day two, you know, that takes them for a year of care and then hoping to transition them after that. It's just, it's not the way it works. Otherwise, you wouldn't need many new patients. But the same people that preach that also preach you need 40, 60 new patients a month. Right. Yeah, that's true, right? So let me wrap this up real quick. It, number one starts with your mindset. You want to have the, I want to help you and give you what you want and not the neediness of having to have new patients. And yeah, then you got- Got to display both of those, and I, and I share that more specifically tactics what to do. But yeah, you've got to own you've got to own both of those. Fantastic. And then you have three essentials when you're going and meeting with these patients, and then after you've made that connection, you have to have some sort of way to educate those people in a non-aggressive forum. Is that that that's it right there? I love that. There's that, and then that what I call the six questions, which really is for members only, and those are the six questions that you go through before the exam, and then. Do- during your recommendations, since you got the, the you got the answers during the consult, it's a flow to give your recommendations that establishes you as the authority, establishes both mindsets, and makes it so much easier for a patient to say like, "Yes, when can we begin?" You know, rather than "I need to speak to my husband." Yeah. And so, it is a framework for how to put those mindsets and how to put those three essentials into every you know new patient experience. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, Josh, give us, you know, where can docs learn more about you? Where can they go and get connected and start really taking a a dive and, and, you know, putting this down on paper in in their practice? Go to perfectpatientfunnel.com. Put your email address in. You'll start getting emails from me. Just like you said, good content, interesting. It'll show you another perspective. Get on a webinar. I give webinars every week, multiple times, and you'll get the three essentials. And you'll hear me as if I'm doing it with a new patient. You'll be able to apply it immediately and see results. I kid you not. You don't have to have everything. You can have a piece of what I share and you'll see a dramatic difference. Uh, That's the easiest way to do it. Just start there. Well, fantastic. Well, hey, I just want to say thank you again for taking a few minutes out of your time. I know we were talking before this and you were at a YouTube concert last night and you, you're going hard and we love it. So thank you for getting up with us and you know sharing some of this incredible knowledge. And Docs, if you're listening, please go jump on his email list. Check this out. I think it's something that's going to, number one, change your mindset about how you market to new patients and your existing patients. And it's going to really elevate yourself and the profession. So thank you again, Josh. Bo, thank you, and thank you for what you're doing. And yeah, look forward to seeing those docs on the line, uh, getting my emails pretty soon. Perfect.